What's up, guys? Welcome to the Hard Body Podcast. I'm Bo. And I'm Zach. And this is our first official episode on the podcast, and we're very excited for you guys and uh, very excited for y'all to be listening in with us and just be joining us on this journey. Uh, this is a podcast that focuses strictly on Christ crucified, as well as us just diving straight into God's word and through various other types of topics. Um, but we figured for the first official episode, we would just let you guys in on, you know, just a little bit about us. We uh, try to share our stories with you guys and uh, yeah, I mean, just give you a little bit of insight as to who we are as people um, individually and what God's done with aligning us together. Um, and you know what we've been able to accomplish and achieve, uh, glory to God. Uh, Zach, my guy, how was your day today? Man, dude, beautiful. Um, and that's not me exaggerating. Uh, honestly, so today's a Sunday and, um, we went to church. What a blessing it was, dude. Right. Um, my goodness, serving people. Um, and I just had a multiple people just come up to me and just talk about how, how the spirit was moving today. It was, it was, the worship was great. The yeah. message was just incredible. Um, just just a lot of blessings. And then um, another thing that we're planning on serving, which we both went to today, um, it was, uh, we did the orientation to it and we're just stoked for it. It's actually this Thursday. Um, yeah, it's, a, sure. it's a ministry for young girls and uh, we get to serve them. So it, we're super excited for that. Um, and then um, our homeless ministry that we have, which we call it 12 Tribes, uh, you guys will learn more about that in the future, but um, we were able to go uh, serve some people tonight as well. Um, so, man, dude, today's just been full of blessings. To yeah, be yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Today, today was definitely something serious, especially uh, just touching on what you said in the beginning, just about uh, how you know people were coming up to you, just talking about how the spirit was moving. Uh, you know, you 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 know, people came up to you and talked about it. You know, and the people that I was I was able to encounter. Um, you know, you could just, you could feel it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like just, you know, just seeing them walk past. Uh, also guys, for those of you listening, uh, so at the church that Zach and I go to, I, uh, I serve on the parking team and Zach is in guest services. He's, uh, one of the main guys that covers like, you know, small group signups as well as, uh, newcomers, uh, just throwing it in there for y'all. Um, but dude, I'm telling you, every time I go out there and park, Zach, like just different services, like the specific services that I'm, you know, guys allow me to serve in, like it's usually the same people that I get to see every time and I get to park them every time. That's cool. And it's just the, like, they'll let their windows down and we'll be screaming from the parking lot. Like, you know what I'm talking about? Like, man, oh man, it's hard. Oh, praise to Jesus. I'm right. You know what I'm talking about? Look, I had an umbrella today, man. I had a, I had a lady bless me today, Zach. I had a lady bless me. With an umbrella, cause I don't own. She just one. gave you an umbrella, bro. Yes, yes. Like so, like a couple weeks back. <laughs> it's not even raining. I mean, oh, that's real, cool. bro, that was the best part. So look, a couple weeks ago, it was raining, and you know, the, you know, church they got umbrellas. So I, I, you know, I walked this lady to and from her car that day, and she was like, "Thank you so much." Yeah, I mean, and she was like, do you own an umbrella? Because I remember I said something about how I thought umbrellas were kind of weird. Yeah. I don't know why, but she said, <laughs> she said, she said, she asked me if I own one and I was like, no, I don't. Yeah, I mean, and I just remember, she remembered that from three weeks ago. That's right. And this morning I, I was able to park her and I got her to park right beside where I was standing and she said, hey, you still don't own an umbrella, do you? And long story short, she gave me an umbrella. Well, I thanked her and she walked inside. Well, like a couple minutes later, somebody pulled up and I parked them and they said, 
you got an umbrella outside, it's going to be raining, and I couldn't help it. You already know what I'm about to say. I couldn't yeah. help it. I said, I said, well, it may not be raining out here, but it's about to be raining the presence of God inside. You better grab him when you walk in the door. Dude, <laughs> so, it's the one-liners, dude. What's bro, I can't help noise? it. I can't help it. He has them, dude. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, obviously, today was a blessing. Uh, we hope the same for you guys, uh, whatever day you're listening. Um but uh, so what, like he said, we want to kind of give you guys a, a spill of who we are, um, what we've kind of been through, our testimony um, to get us to, to where we are now, ultimately. So I'll go first, um, just simply because mine's, I, I can make mine pretty quick, but I was, uh, I was blessed to be raised by uh, my parents uh, in a Christian household, uh, grew up in the church. Um, it was, it was uh, honestly such a blessing. My grandparents are devout Christians and, um, it's just, they raised me up in a, in, in a, in exactly how scripture tells us to, um, uh, to raise your children. So, uh, it was such a blessing. However, I was still this little arrogant kid. Uh, it's kind of funny when, uh, when you think of me, I'm, I'm actually like super short and I'm five, five, six well, some days, good days. I'm five, seven, but, but, uh, you know, a guy like myself that can be arrogant, like, bro, like chill, dude. But, um, yeah, so I was an arrogant little kid. Um, but, um, so I accepted Christ in my life at a young age and, um, ultimately, it, you know, you, you accept Christ because I went to a, a church camp and it's just like, oh, this is the right thing to do. Um, but my real transformation really, in my mind, thinking of when the, the Holy Spirit, you know, took up residency in my heart uh, and soul, it was it was whenever I was um, home from college and spending time with my buddy Colby, and we were just working out one night, and he just started revealing some things to me that I'd never heard, um, and it was just it was just shaking uh, to my faith, and in a good way, um, it made me really want to learn more about who Jesus was and and this this whole thing as opposed to just going to church on Sunday and, and, and trying to fill my cup on one day and then come back, you know, just a week later. So ultimately, um, that was really my turning point. Um, so whenever I went back to college and then past college, of course, I, you know, I didn't really have Christ on my mind all the time. And, you know, just what that's what happens whenever you go to college sometimes and um even though i went to a christian school and essentially what happened was is i started to work at a club and like i said i was filled with pride uh and i still am uh, sometimes but um most importantly like I, I i just had fallen into this hole uh of of depression and, and anxiety and all these things that were just pulling me down um and and i could not I just could not overcome it, and obviously it's because I wasn't putting Christ in my life. Uh, it, it wasn't because it was because I he wasn't the focal point. And as soon as um, I had a friend reach out to me, she was a really good friend at the time, and and she shared her story with me about her depression and and her thoughts of suicide and things of that nature. And um, she shared her story with me and just challenged me to seek Christ, and it ultimately just. It, it broke me down um, because I, I had to humble myself and I was dealing with pride um, and by the grace of God I did um, and from that point on things got much better um, I still dealt with depression a little bit and still dealt with uh, some thoughts of suicide 
Um, but luckily it was very short-lived because I got connected to uh, a wonderful church and um, was able to uh, move forward from that. Um, so now, um, where I'm at now in life is uh, I'm, a, I'm a golf pro and uh, a fitness guy. Um, but uh, the ministry is on my heart. Like I, I don't know what my call is just yet. Uh, I'm trying to, to pray and fast and discern that. Um, but it's it's definitely there. So as the time comes, uh, we'll see as as this podcast rolls out. We'll see exactly what God has on His um, mind for me. So uh, I'm pretty anxious to see what it is, and, and I know it's it's great. Uh, I feel this sense of urgency to uh, continue to to seek Him um, because uh, I think He's preparing me for the battlefield. Um, the ministry field. So I, I, I don't know what that means. I don't know what that looks like. But that's pretty much my story. My God. What about you? Man, thank you for sharing, Zach. Seriously. Um, so, uh, oof, wow. <laughs> um, How are we going to condense this? Yeah, like, right? <laughs> Hope y'all sitting I, was pretty, down. I was pretty happy. I just condensed that in like three minutes. Yeah, I know. I'm going to hope these folks sitting down a little bit. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, so, um, yeah, so I, um, as far as like just growing up goes, um, both of my, um, both of my parents, uh, they're Christians. Uh, yeah, I mean, we grew up, like I would say we grew up in church. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, we didn't go all the time, of course. Yeah. I mean, but we would go, you know, we try to make it every Sunday. Um, you know, and we did do pretty good, uh, for, you know, a hot little minute. Um, you know, ultimately, uh, you know, when my parents got divorced, uh, when I was a youngin', uh, so, you know, after they split, um, you know, going to church was, uh, you know, I mean, it still happened, but it wasn't, you know, like something that, you know, second nature. Yeah. You know, it wasn't a priority more or less, uh, you know, for, you know, for what it is, the honest truth, it just wasn't really prioritized. Um, so, you know, and I mean, you know, having, Having parents that were Christians, you know, uh, growing up, you know, you just assume that you're a Christian too, just because of what they are. And, uh, that's just a common misconception, you know, uh, with, you know, society today. Um, you know, uh, because, you know, I, I truly don't believe, you know, personally that you're, you're a Christian until, you know, you actually have accepted Christ as your Lord and savior and, and, you know, until he finds you and then you're able to find yourself right where he found you. So, you know, um, but so, you know, just growing up, just as far as, like, being a youngin', um, especially after, um, you know, like, in, in home, it was all separated, uh, and, you know, I didn't really, like, have any, I did have guidance, I would say, but it really wasn't, uh, focused, um, like, focused guidance, like, I had, you know, my mommy and my daddy, you know what I mean, pouring into me, you know, just giving me guidance, giving me instruction, and giving me knowledge and wisdom, but, you know, I was still, um, I guess it felt like I was, you know, even at a young age, you know, I felt like I was searching for something different. Um, so, you know, whenever I was like actually like going about life, you know, I would remember all the things that my mommy and my daddy told me. But, you know, I was I was acting selfishly and righteously in my own actions. Um, you know, so I would just do things for myself. I, I, you know, I had this selfish arrogance about me that I just wanted to do what I wanted to do. I didn't care what anyone had to say. Which ultimately led to me, yeah, I mean, uh, hurting a lot of people as well as myself. Um, I, uh, 
you know, I was hanging out with a lot of older kids, especially when I was really young. Like when I was like 11 years old, you know, I mean, I was in sixth grade and I was hanging out with a bunch of seventh, eighth graders, ninth graders and stuff like that. A bunch of people that lived in my apartment complex that I lived in. And uh, yeah, I mean, I started smoking weed uh, when I was 11 and then uh, got into smoking cigarettes uh, when I was like 12. <laughs> smoking weed first, then cigarettes. Yeah, bro. Cigarettes are icky. Ugh, bro. I can't. I smoked cigarettes for oh, the longest man. time, bro. I know. It usually doesn't work like that. It usually goes cigarettes and then weed, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so I started smoking pot at 11, and then I uh, started smoking cigarettes at like 12. And then um, I think like shortly after, uh, I don't even think I was 13 yet. And uh, we was at the uh, we was at the skating ring, man. And uh, you know, glory days. And um, I remember somebody somebody slipped me a Xanax, and like I didn't know what it was. You know, I just told me like, I just knew it was it was white. And you know, I just you know I noticed it had like numbers on it, and they were just like, hey man, you wanna you wanna you wanna go hard, man? Take this, you know what I mean? So I just like whatever. You know, like they, you know, these people are cool. You know what I mean? They got it going on. You know, it sounds cliche, but that's what it was. You know what I'm saying? Like they just, they, they had it going on. I wanted to be just like them, you know? So, um, you know, uh, I just, I remember I was, you know, I was 12 years old out here, like throwing back Xanax. You know what I mean? Like real deal. Like I was going hard with it too. And you know what I mean? Like, you know, we fast forward to, you know, 14, 15 years old. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm a freshman in high school. And, you know, I was very uh, secretive about, like, the things that I was doing. Uh, yeah, I mean, only a select few people knew, like, who I really was, like, you know, when I was alone or just, like, you know, who I truly was. You know, I was trying to, like, mask myself behind, like, this person that just, like, didn't really, you know, I was just trying to be, like, just trying to keep it cool, be chill. Like, I didn't really want too many people knowing what I had going on. But, you know, I was a junkie. Yeah, I mean, like, I had a real deal. Like, I had a real deal pill problem. Uh, you know, I was just, I was always fiending for something. I always wanted to be high. I always wanted to either smoke pot or, you like know. Like you said earlier, you were, you were on a search for something. Yeah, 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 and that's what it was, man. I was just always on a search for, you know, something more, something greater. I just always wanted, I always wanted to be more elusive and just more aware. And I always just wanted to be, you know, better than everybody. You know, not only that, but like, you know, I was just, I was truly, I didn't know what I was searching for, but I was just searching for something. I just knew that I was a lot better than what I was doing at that moment. And I, but I let it consume me, you know, even as a young and, you know, up until a couple months ago when I actually did get saved, you know, like I always just, I always wanted to be better than everybody. And I always wanted to be set apart and I always wanted to be different. And, you know, a lot of that transpired into uh, creating a great, 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 very large sense of pride that dwelled within me um but you know so I just remember I was uh you know I had a really bad pill problem and um and I was just really into smoking pot and then I started like really getting into like selling weed and I got really good at it at one point and um ultimately you know I was just I decided by the time I think by the time I was like a junior in high school you know I had done made it up to selling weed and acid and Xanax and I was selling Roxy's too so like you know I mean I was just I had a bunch of money coming in a bunch of drugs a bunch of dope you know and I was just making it happen and you know from from my perspective you know I was just like man I got it going on you know I always had money in my pocket I always had people hitting me up people wanting to hang out you know what I mean and just different things of that nature and uh and I I I I I, I remember I remember I um 
I, I just, I was like, man, I'm gonna be a dope boy, you know, like, I just remember seeing all these dudes that I grew up around, like, from the neighborhood that I'm from, you know, I just remember seeing all these dudes, like, you know, they would, they would chill on the block, but had, like, you know, racks in their pocket, you know, pulling up, you know, with a six-figure vehicle, you know, wearing an outfit that costs more than the house that I lived in, you know, so I was like, man, that looks fun, you know, they ain't got a care in the world, they ain't got no boss, they ain't got nobody to answer to, you know, so I just remember I wanted, I wanted that, you know, I wanted to be a dope boy, and even, even, even when I realized that I didn't want to be a dope boy forever, I knew that I definitely wanted to do something of that nature, um, just because, you know, I mean, getting high all the time whenever I wanted to was fun, you know, getting, leaving the house with nothing in your pocket and being gone for two hours, coming back with a couple grand, that was, that was something that was just, that was a rush to me, that was more addictive than the, than the drugs I was doing, so, um, you know, and ultimately, uh, you know, my senior year, um, uh, my, my senior year, it was like two months before school got out. And, uh, long story short, man, this dude owed me some money, um, for some weed and he ended up trading me some Xanax for it. And, uh, and I ended up taking, like, I ended up taking, snorting one in the bathroom and then I got back to the class and I didn't feel anything after about 20 minutes. So I like popped it, popped the second one. And, um, I popped another one and yeah, I mean, I just remember, uh, waking up like, I think it was like a day and a half, two days later, like I OD'd and I had like a miniature, like OD in class, like I OD'd in class. And, um, yeah, I mean, that got me, that got, and I was already on probation at that point too. So, um, yeah, I mean, like it got me kicked out of school and then, uh, you know, I ended up going to a couple different rehabs, uh, getting locked up multiple, multiple different occasions. Uh, so, you know, um, rehab was definitely where I caught like a glimpse of hope at, uh, the last time I was in rehab, I was locked up at a very, uh, I don't even want to say locked up in rehab because I mean, like we technically were locked up, but there was also like one of those things like they couldn't keep us there. Like we could have ran, I mean, they would have caught the cops. But like you, Wayne's alive or whatever. Yeah, or something like that in a sense. But like if we would have left, you know, what I mean, they would have called the cops. Yeah. But like I said, like I don't even want to say we were forced or anything because it really was a great program, um, and it was court ordered. But you know, it was it was a great program because that's where I caught like the first glimpse of hope. As far as um, I remember, I was a very I, I I always hated to read. I never liked reading. I thought reading sucked. Um, and then when I was in jail, like the the when I, I whenever I actually went to big boy jail. Um, you know, whenever I wasn't locked up with a bunch of youngins no more, and I was locked up with a bunch of grown men, you know, um, I remember the only thing I had to do was push-ups and read, and I wasn't really into fitness, so, you know, like, I was like, man, I'll just be 140 pounds forever, you know, so, uh, I just, I remember I started reading, and I realized how much fun it really was, you know, so I grew Time traveling. Right? Time traveling, yeah, baby. I just, I grew a love for reading, and, and, you know, they had a dictionary and a thesaurus in there, too, and I remember, um, I, I remember I was like, man, I'd love to know how to use, like, bigger words, <laughs> but, bro, because the books I was reading, I mean, I'm over here reading, like, 12th grade level books, and I'm not really dumb, but when it comes to reading, I am, so I'm over here reading these words, I'm like, all right, I can't really use context clues here, I don't even know what this word means, so, you know, so I just I remember started reading the dictionary a little bit and the thesaurus every now and again. And I was just being able to apply what I was learning to these books that I was reading. And, you know, after about three months of uh, within three months of me being locked up, you know, what I mean, like I ended up reading um, 
I ended up reading like seventy something books. Jeez. So you know, because I was I was really I was reading I was averaging like you know a book and a half to two books a day. You know what I mean? Every single day. Like, I was, you know, I got really good and really fast at it. And, um, you know, whenever I was in rehab, I remember somebody gave me, I think it was my mommy. She actually brought, it was, yeah, I think it was my mommy. She brought me a Bible. And uh, I want to say, yeah, I want to say it was my mommy who brought me a Bible. And I remember it was the NKJV, man. Oh, boy. <laughs> you talk about a challenge. Um, but, you know, I started, I remember I started reading it. And I was reading it for about like a, like two, three weeks straight, just reading like, you know, different books, different passages. And I remember one day, this is where I caught my first glimpse of hope at though. We we, we were in we were in a group time in rehab and we were all talking and 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 and, and, and one of the counselors shared this story about this this guy in a wheelchair who, who rolled in the church but he walked out. You know? And yeah, and 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 this one kid uh, cause there was like a couple kids in there. Like I said, kids. I mean, like I was 18 at the time, and they was. I mean, they were 18. Yeah, they were my age. Cause the youngest person in there was like 18. So, um, uh, I remember. You know, I remember. Uh, this one kid was like, he said, "Well, how do you know that he couldn't walk before he rolled in there?" And I just remember, like, it came out of me. I didn't even think about it. So well, I could reverse that question and say, "How do you know that he couldn't?" You know. And then, like, I based I based that whole conversation off of faith alone. Amen. Yeah. Yeah, like ten minutes of me just going at it about faith, and I'm over here talking about something I don't even know what it is. Mm. You know what I mean? But so it was just like you know, it was just like it kind of tripped me out because I was like, whoa, you know what I mean? Like I've just been reading this Bible, not thinking nothing of it. You know what I mean? Like hoping that it's like actually like what it is. Like hoping that's the power of the word, bro. Yeah, right. You dig what I'm saying? So you know what I mean? It was just it was one of those things. I'm just like hitting it like wow you know like this is what you know what i mean so i caught like a little glimmer of hope you know and um and you know i remember one of the the same counselor i, I you know i mean i ain't gonna say her name due to privacy reasons but she wrote me a note like as i was talking and it just said you have a gift for this don't stop keep going yeah i still have the note it's actually in my dresser in my house I that's yeah I, I still have that note yeah that's fine so that was your so that's that's your moment yeah, that that was well. That was my moment that like I knew that there was definitely something more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, but it wasn't. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't something that like I I more or less dwelled on. I just for that like in that moment though, you know, I caught that like wow, all right, there might be something here. Mm-hmm. But you know, I quickly you know found different things to occupy my mind off of that. Um, but yeah, I mean, fast forward to a couple months later. Yeah, I mean, I finally got released uh, from the rehab program. I, I got released from the gr- rehab program. Um, and, you know, I tried to go back to school. Um, I think I was, yeah, uh, yeah, I, was, I tried to go back to school. I was like, nah, this sucks. So, um, you know, because I got my GED or whatever. So, yeah, I mean, I didn't, you know, because I wanted to go back and get my actual diploma. But I was like, whatever, you know, I ain't doing this. Um, and, uh you know, a couple months after that, you know, a couple months after I got out, you know, I found out that I was uh, going to have a kid. I ended up uh, <laughs> getting somebody pregnant, uh, you know, so, uh, you know, I had my first son, Kason, on September 27, 2016, um, and, you know, I was living life. I ended up actually being able to go to college. I went to uh, 
went to this co- went to this community college uh, and uh, got a degree in welding engineering. And uh, you know, because I'm a welder by so I'm, you know I'm a welder by trade. You know, what I mean, I was out here welding. You know, what I mean, making pretty good money. Um, and you know, just been welding and just working at different fab shops and different places of that nature. And I ended up getting somebody else pregnant. Uh, this other girl that I was dating at the, for a good little bit of time. Wait, you have two baby mamas? Yeah, bro. And you're a Christian? How is that possible? Well, I know it's bananas. It's like crazy. I know, right? Jeez. That's called grace. That is grace. Some people call it luck. Christians call it grace. You dig what I'm saying? So, yeah, I got two kids, two baby mamas. Yeah, man. I got my youngest son, Anthony Elijah. He was born November 30th, 2019. So, yeah, he's like three months old. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, he's a baby, baby. Um, but I remember uh, whenever, uh, you know, his mama got pregnant and, uh, you know, her and I, uh, you know, we split, uh, we ended up splitting shortly after. Um, but, you know, I remember, uh, you know, a couple months after that, uh, you know, I was just at a very low place in my life. You know, I was alone. You know, I mean, I was, you know, I was making enough money to, you know what I mean, pay the bills. Me and Kaysen was straight, you know what I mean? Like, we were doing good, you know, everything was okay. But I just remember I was at a very low point in my life. Um, I wasn't, like, I wouldn't say I was depressed, but I just, I knew there was something that I was missing. And that void just kept attacking me mentally, like, so hard. Like, you know, like, Bo, there's so much more here. Like, you're a duck if you don't, you know what I mean? Like, if you don't keep going. Like, you know, like, there's so, like, you're not... You know, like there's something more here, but you don't see it because you're not looking for it. Amen. You know, you know, because you see what you're looking for. So, you know, you, you know, I, it was in that moment. I was like, all right, bro, there's, there's something else. Like, what is it, though? Yeah, I mean, like, you know, it can't be another woman. It can't be, you know, it can't be this. It can't be that. It can't be the other. So I'm sitting here. I'm like, man, whatever, man. Like, w- whatever it is, I'm pretty sure it'll show itself to me. Literally within that moment, I got on Instagram and very, very, very good lifelong friend of mine. His name is Zane. And Zane had just made an Instagram post and it had to do with like with the church and, that he was going to and the, uh, the young adult ministry that he's a part of. And I remember I asked him, I said, hey, bro, when, it, when and where is this? Like, because you always look so happy and so full of cheer and you can literally tell mm, excuse me you can literally tell that you love God like you can just see it from a phone screen like I want what you got city on a hill right yeah you are the light you are the light of the world a city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden boy I'm talking about that man that man was a light for me and he didn't even know it that's the fun that's the funny part that's the funny part about it. he didn't even know it he was just yeah, I mean, he was just trying to promote God, and lo and behold, you know, he was he was the light that I needed, you know, that was shined upon my darkness. So, yeah, I mean, um, I remember I ended up, you know, I ended up, I was like, bro, I want what you got, and he was like, man, <laughs> come here. That's that Jesus. Yeah, that's that Jesus, boy. He said, come here at this time on this day, and I said, okay. I'm there. Yeah, and I told him, I was like, all right, man, I'm there, bro. And about three or four weeks of me. Like ducking and dodging him, cause you know I wanted to be there, but at the same time I just kept finding every excuse. I was like, man, you know what I mean? Like, bro, screw this, you know. Didn't want to sacrifice your own time. Yeah, like I didn't want to sacrifice my own time, but in my defense, I I wasn't aware that it was all borrowed. 
You dig what I'm saying? See, I wasn't aware that my that I was on borrowed time at the time, so I wasn't aware of that. So, yeah, I mean, I'm over here like, man, I'd much rather just, yeah, I mean, just chill in my house, have a drink. Yeah, I mean, just chill. You know, I got work in the morning. You know, this is like where I got to go. Man, this is like 45 minutes away. I ain't with that, whatever. And I remember on like the fifth week, I was dead set, gonna go. I was getting off work early and everything that day, too. We done got to work. We're getting off an hour early. I'm straight, right? I text Anna and say, hey, cuz, I will be there tonight. I promise, no excuses. 30 minutes later, I get off work. Go get Kaysen. He's sick. <laughs> Crap. Now I can't go. And now I actually have a valid excuse as to why I can't go. So... So I texted him, I said, Abe, I called him, I said, and I told him what was going on. He said, man, it's straight, I love you. And I'm just like in awe, I'm like, bro, he ain't even mad. You know what I mean? Like, I've been dodging this dude for weeks, he ain't even oh, mad. He's, he's like Jesus, bro, he understands. Yeah, it's almost like he was acting like Jesus with him, okay? <laughs> like he had patience or something. So I remember I got off the phone, and I'm like, and I'm just sitting there talking to, you know, who I thought was God at the time. He's like, man, like, can you help me out, man? Like, I really, I'm trying to go. You know, like, but I want to take care of my baby, though. You know what I mean? Like, you know, it's my baby. My mommy called me like, within the next five minutes. Hey, I'm off work tomorrow. Can I keep casing for you? Straight up. Yeah, she was like, hey, I'm actually hopping off the interstate right now. Where are you at? And I said, what? You know what I mean? She, not only could she keep him, she was going to come get him. <laughs> so she came to get him from me. And I'm over here like, boy, What? Nuh-uh. But I'm thinking, see, at the time, I also believe... I still gotta believe, be God. See, right, but see, at the time, I also believed in... I also believed that, like, coincidences were, like, yeah. a thing, too. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you, you can say the stars align, but I believe it's more than timing, right? So, you <laughs> dig what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah, ain't no such thing as a coincidence. So... That's I, the Lord. All I did, I just text that, and I said, hey, cuz, long story short, I'm on the way. I remember I drove all the way there and I'm hyped. You know what I mean? Ooh, boy, about to, about to, you know what I mean? Woo! You know what I mean? I was like, yeah! And then I started thinking about it. Like, <laughs> as I'm driving there, I started thinking, like, you know, what if it doesn't happen? You know, like, what if, what if I go tonight and it's a waste of time? You know, like, what if I, you know, what if I show up? You know, like, I'm already committed. I'm gonna go, but, like, what if it's not what I think? What if I don't... Serpent. Yeah, like, yeah, see, yeah, the enemy got in my ear. Because, you know, I'm sitting there thinking, like, what if, what if well, I... Well, he knew. Well, he knew exactly what was going to happen. Yeah, of he course knew, he did. He knew what was going to happen when you walked in them doors and your life was going to be changed. Yeah, right. And see, I had no idea. And that's the funniest part about it. Because I remember when I finally got there, I'm sitting there. I'm walking to the door. I'm, I parked about 20 feet away from the door. I'm walking to the door. And I'm sitting there thinking, God, like, I'm sitting there talking to God. I was like, man, I ain't trying to test you or nothing, but you're going to have to show me something. <laughs> a real deal. Hey, hey, side note, Bo talks to God like he's a gangster. <laughs> no, God talks to me like a gangster. He tells me, hey, cuz, you're an idiot. Don't do that. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sitting there talking to God like I'm real deal. Like, you can ask him if you want to. Everybody else's God's proper and just... Yeah, everybody else's God is like my, my dearly beloved son. Oh, well, see, God don't talk to me like that. God, like me and God, hey, cuz. Uh, <laughs> so, like, I'm sitting there, like, real deal. I'm sitting there talking. To, like, you can ask him if you want to, because uh, I'm real deal. I'm like, I was oh, like, yeah, I was like, <laughs> I said, hey, cuz. I said, you gonna, I was like, you gonna really have to show me something. Like, for real. Like, when I walk in, like, I'm gonna be honest. Like, you gonna have to show me something. Like, give me, give me proof 
then I need to be here. Like I need something. Like I'm being for real. Like I'm I'm I've lost all hope and everything. Like I have nothing to keep going on for. Like the only reason that I'm always happy is just because of my babies. Like that's it. Yeah, I mean, that's the only things that make me happy is my, you know what I mean, my baby and my other son. Yeah, he wasn't born yet at the time. Um, so, you know what I mean, October 23rd, 2019. That's, um, you know what I mean, that's, that was my first time ever going to view. Uh, and, uh, and uh, you know what I mean, so I remember that was my first time ever going October 23rd. That was my first night there. And I remember as soon as I walked in the door, I just got through talking to God. I was like, you're going to have to show me something. Give me a reason why I'm here. As soon as I walk in the door, this this, 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 this dude hit me. As soon as I walk in the door, the dude said, hey, man, I ain't never seen you before. What's your name and how are you doing? And, you know, I was like, well, I'm Bo. And uh, to be completely honest with you, I'm lost and I don't know exactly why I'm here, but I'd love to find out. That's exactly what I told him. And, <laughs> man, this dude just, I mean, he just, yeah, you know I mean, like, it was like, he didn't even flinch. He was like, well, man, and he told me his name, you know what I mean, like I said, and he was sitting there talking to me for a little bit, for a couple of minutes. He was just very calm and very gentle with what he said. It was very eloquent. And then he introduced me to a couple of people. And then those couple of people introduced me to another couple of people. And then before I knew it, I'd done been introduced to everybody in the room. And you know how the young adult ministry is. We average anywhere between 450 to 600 people. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you know I mean, like, I didn't went around the room. I promise I done met about 300 people. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, you know what I mean? So, like, and I finally, I seen Zane, you know what I mean? Zane, mm-hmm. I got to sit with Zane and a couple other people. And, you know, um, worship started. And the first song that came on, dude, like it just it was like a different moment because when that song came on Zane told me to come worship with him and he stood right in front of the stage and I'm like crap <laughs> dang <laughs> dang front row, front row Baptist on your first day yeah what I was a front row Baptist on the first day I was like golly man all these wait people. that's back row Baptist in well, who was in the front I was a front row Baptist though I wanted to be but you know how that works yeah poof, you right you sign seats in Baptist church no, yeah no, no shame on the game I grew up Baptist but you gotta sign seats yeah you gotta sit in the far left on the back pew yeah they uh, <laughs> they but, yeah, I mean, so, uh, we're sitting there worshiping, and I just see Zane just going off. I mean, he's jumping around, hands up in the air, and I'm like, boy, I wonder what it's like to feel that. <laughs> and I started praying. I started praying, and I said, hey, man, I believe you. I know that I'm supposed to be here right now, you know, because when I walked in the door, that was, yeah. yeah, that was the sign right there, like, yeah. Like, God, I need a reason for you to show me why I'm here. As soon as I walk in the door, hey, man, I ain't never seen you before. That's cool. What's your name and how are you doing? So I was like, I believe you. Let's make it happen. I'm all yours. Mm-hmm. It was in that moment. And the next song, I was I was Zane. That's fine. Boy, I'm talking about, you know what I mean? I couldn't help it. You know what I mean? It was just that sudden. Up. Yeah, it was that I finally came to life. I was finally alive. Newness of life, man. Yeah. That's fire. You know, so I just, I remember jumping around, boy, like I never jumped in my life. I jumped around and danced like a man has been in a wheelchair his whole life. Mm-hmm. I, I just, you know what I mean? I remember that night perfectly. 
And worship was over. We went to go sit down, and the dude that hit me as soon as I walked in the door turns out he was the pastor. <laughs> yeah, you know I mean, right? Like, right? So, Wait, the pastor? Yeah, so like, he was, it didn't even, and I just, I loved the humbleness, and I, cause he didn't even tell me. He just told me his name. He didn't tell me that he was the pastor. He didn't tell me none of the, he didn't say, oh, I'm pastor so and so. Like, nah, yeah. like, he told me his real name. Yeah. Not, yeah, you know, cause your name isn't Pastor Zach, it's, it's Zach, bro. Like Father Day. Yeah, you know, yeah, Father Day. <laughs> Minister Day. Like, no, bro, your name's Zach, bro. Like, it's not, you know what I mean? So, you know, but, uh, but yeah, so that, that night was just crazy. But yeah, that was, uh, yeah, October 23rd. That was, that was the night that I found that's hope. Vermont. That's cool. Yeah, that's where I found hope. That's where God found me. So, yeah. Huh. Wow. It was long-winded. So what about now? So what, uh. So what's your focus now? Where where do you feel like God's working on you? Like obviously me, and mine's a unfinished business, which we're all unfinished business. But, yeah. Um, uh, the ministry things just popped up in my life, and I know. Yeah. Based on our conversations previously, um, we spent a lot of time together, but we. So I know his story for the most part, but we're spilling it for you guys. But um, where where's God pulling you right now? What do you, what do you feel at least? Well, uh, I know I definitely know that uh, God has. Uh, I definitely know that God has called me to preach. Um, you know, I definitely know uh, as far as you know, like what God wants me to do with my life in that aspect of like ministry. Like, I definitely know He's called me to preach. Um, now, whom to preach to? I have no idea. I don't know if He wants me to preach to the youth, the young adults, to. Yeah, I mean, like grown folks. Yeah, I mean, I, I have no idea. I just I know that he's called me to preach. I know that he's blessed me with um, with uh, just a a gift of you know uh, just as far as like you know if I see something, you know um, if I see something I break it down. If I break it down, I understand it. Mm-hmm. And if I understand it, yeah, I mean, I generally like I I can't forget it. Just so, reveals truth to you in a unique manner. Yeah. So you know, uh, as far as yeah, just as far as like the ability that God's granted me with and God's gifted me with to, you know, just how I go about everyday life, let alone just with scripture as a whole and just being able to relate to uh, to certain people, especially like a specific group of, you know, like if you're talking about just addicts or broken people or, you know, just in the sense of like, you know, how a lot of people think when they're preaching and they're going out to share the gospel, they're trying to reach the lost when in, lo and behold, the majority of the time you're trying to reach the ones who just don't want to be found. So you know, just being able to, you know, uh, as far as just ministry goes as a whole, you know, I definitely, uh, feel like God's, uh, called me to, uh, you know, just let his name be heard, but not only his name, but like the meaning behind it, you yeah. know, like it's not just, it's not just, and who, I'll stop there. Yeah. yeah. It's not just who Jesus is. It's what he is and how he is, Yeah, for sure. you know, so that's, uh, as far as what God's called me to do, I know God's called me to preach. And as far as ministry goes, I definitely know that, uh, we going to keep fishing. You dig what I'm saying? <laughs> so, yeah, that's where my heart's at right now. My heart is definitely, my heart though, with, if you're being specific though, as far as with ministry, my heart is definitely with, uh, underprivileged, uh, kids and, uh, rural or, uh, you know, uh, impoverished communities. Okay. Cause you know, that's where I grew up at. I grew up around, you know, like, you know, I grew up in the projects. Yeah. So, you know, just being in that area, being around those people who had who grew up in a single mother, a single father household, whose parents are never home because they, you know, they gotta work two, three jobs at a time. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. So it's like tough. Yeah, that's where my heart's at. So Well that's cool, man. Dude, thank you for sharing, dude. Yeah, uh, no, seriously. I, I've heard your story but I haven't like heard it in the full con- 
context. So yeah, <laughs> that's that's awesome, man. Um, so. Well, obviously, this is a, a pretty lengthy podcast uh, off the start, and, and I think uh, we'll, we'll more than likely, just for, for you guys' convenience sake, uh, we will try to keep it anywhere between 20 to 30 minutes, so uh, if you have a commute, um, you'll be able to listen to it, or if you only have you know a, l- a small lunch break, or whatever the case may be, uh, we'll try to keep it between 20 to 30 minutes. However, um, as John Bevere says, we are not going to put a time limit on the Holy Spirit. So, Amen. Uh, if if um, the Holy Spirit's moving, then we're not going to stop talking. Uh, we'll have to, we'll stay up all night and we'll call a uh, um, waiter to bring us some food or something. That's <laughs> it. Too. That's it. But That's uh, it. most importantly, uh, yeah. So to uh, go ahead and, and start something, uh, we have something that we're going to do. We didn't. Uh, precursor it so we didn't tell you guys about it but we're gonna we're gonna literally each episode we're gonna talk about something that's uh we're gonna consider it our listener retention gimmick um and sometimes it's gonna be like quick facts sometimes it's gonna be something goofy sometimes it's gonna include something that we experience throughout the week um that's fun or funny or um weird gross uh, whatever the case may be um but uh this week we have uh, an interesting fact which is kind of weird. Honestly, it's uh, the fact that you can hear a blue whale's heartbeat, a heartbeat from more than two miles away. That's a good little distance, cuz. I mean, understand, uh, underwater, I guess it maybe sounds like louder, but. Still, I mean, but like, was it How specific- big is a heart, though? Was it specific on like. Two miles underwater or like above water or just like I'm sure it's underwater or just like radius as far as where it's at. Now, see, I believe that if, if it was underwater, underwater, it has to be. Well, obviously they don't live out of the water. <laughs> You're gonna catch the heartbeat whenever it's floating in the I air. I mean, I know you read Moby Dick, bro. I know you know that that <laughs> that whale jumped out of the water. Yeah, but that was a huge whale. You could probably hear it from five miles away. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? At least that's what they say. It's a big old whale. Okay. Or what about Jonah's whale? I don't know how big he was. How did it say in scripture how big he was? I mean, bro, it swallowed him. Yeah, but that doesn't mean anything. A normal whale could swallow me. That's not saying much. <laughs> that's my point. <laughs> like, I, <laughs> I don't imagine Jonah was some eight foot dude. I mean, Goliath is like nine foot. Well, he wasn't a giant either, though. Probably wasn't too many big people and going to Nineveh either. But you know, whatever. <laughs> uh. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, most importantly, stay tuned. Uh, we have more podcasts coming, um, and every single one of them is not going to be like this. So obviously, we just wanted to share our stories with you, so you can kind of get to know who we are uh, as we, um, you know, take this journey on. So. I'm going to let Bo close it up, and um, you guys have a, a blessed week. Hey, guys. Uh, real quick, before we sign off, um, just want to say thank y'all so much for listening. Um, uh, and uh, also, uh, really, uh, we really appreciate, you know, just uh, y'all taking the time out of y'all's day just to listen to us, share our stories. Um, obviously, you know, just due to convenience of y'all's times, we weren't, you know, Zach and I weren't able to go into you know, full detail, but we were able to summarize, um, our stories and just, you know, how we were able to, uh, you know, how God has aligned us to be where we're at right now. Um, hopefully, uh, in the near future, Zach and I will be able to actually do like a podcast or a YouTube video where we're able to, you know, 
truly go in depth and detail about our, you know, our entire testimonies just to give y'all even more uh, insight and depth on us. Um, but um, for now, guys, if y'all can, uh, please hit that subscribe button just so y'all can be notified whenever we drop another episode. Also, if uh, if you guys would like to, uh, you know, you guys have any questions or suggestions on any podcast that we may do or upcoming podcast that we're going to do, please feel free to email us at hardbodiedpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, please, please, please give us feedback, criticism, whatever. We love it. Also, if you guys would like to reach out and connect with us, uh, y'all can follow us on Instagram. Uh, my Instagram is bodad97. It's B-O-D-A-D-9-7. And Zach's is Zach for days Z-A-C-H, the number four, D-A-Y-S-S. Thank y'all guys very much. God bless y'all. Good night.